Welcome to the Language Games Podcast. My name is John Kaus, and today is part six of our Wittgenstein and Apologetics series. In this last session, we turn to Van Til's Apologetic to see how Wittgenstein's language games could help us to make good on Van Til's argument. As with all arguments, we start then with the assumptions. The assumptions within an argument are called axioms. These assumptions are not proven, but are assumed to be true. The starting assumptions, then, from within Van Til's argument, we would call Van Til's axioms. But how can this be, since many Van Tilians are under the impression that Van Til made no assumptions within his argument? It was Gordon Clark who made God an axiom, not Van Til. Yes, Clark did this, but acknowledging Clark's error does not imply that Van Til's argument had no axioms. Let's walk through this and see if we can avoid having axioms. We will use deductive arguments to, to illustrate. We start with our conclusion, which for Van Til would be that Christianity is true. We then try to prove this truth from other truths, commonly called premises. So let's say that we have three premises. The conclusion then is held up by the premises. So if the premises are true, then so too is the conclusion. But why should an atheist accept these premises as true? Or anyone? Why should anyone accept these premises as true? If we assume that they are true without any support from within the system, say from additional premises, then premises 1 through 3 are axioms. What else could they be? Well, this is unsettling for the anti-axiom Vantillian. What is he to do? His only option is to push deeper into the argument. Let's say, let's say we honor his request by providing additional support for premises 1 through 3, what we might call sub-premises. We add two supporting sub-premises for each main premise. The conclusion now ultimately depends on these sub-premises. If the sub-premises are true, then the premises are true, and the conclusion is true. But where do we go from here? Right? If we can't accept the sub-premises as axioms, then what else, what is left? To, to sub-sub-premises, of course. And this goes on infinitely. But we cannot go on infinitely, or else there would be no beginning to the argument, and thus no argument at all. Our only option, then, is to have a starting point, propositions that we assume to be true from within the argument, truths that stand on their own authority, which we call axioms. And if the axioms are true then all of the inferences from the axioms, assuming that we're being logical, are also true, which then leads to our conclusion. Now, maybe the anti-axiom Vantillian tries to avoid this by claiming that Vantill's argument is not a deductive argument. Even if that were true, which it isn't, this Vantillian would still run into the same infinite regress. Does he give reasons for the truth of Christianity in this non-deductive argument? If no, then he is a fideist and not a Vantillian. If yes, then these reasons are themselves either assumed to be true or supported from additional reasons. And so the regress continues until you land upon assumptions. Assumptions within Vantill's argument are unavoidable, whatever form you claim it, that, it, that it has. Let's replace the conclusion then here with Vantill's conclusion. Christianity is true. We are immediately presented with a problem. What truths do we pick for the axioms? Can we assume as an axiom that Christianity is true? Of course not. That would be viciously circular, which Van Til and Bonson rightly condemned in any, in any argument. 
This is the first major difficulty in making good on Van Til's apologetic, picking truths that do not make the argument viciously circular. But even if we can solve this difficulty, we still have no good reason why the unbeliever has to accept these axioms. Even if we get the argument to work, the argument is not of apologetic value if the atheist is allowed rationally to deny the axioms, or any axiom, could just be one of them. This is by far the most difficult aspect to Van Til's apologetic. How do we defend Van Til's axioms if we are not allowed to prove them? Enter Wittgenstein. The third principle in Wittgenstein's language games is that all language games have a bedrock. There are certain propositions within the language game such that to deny them is to pull down the entire game since the the propositions are held up by the game itself. They are bedrock propositions. He writes, If I have exhausted the justifications, I have reached bedrock, and my spade is turned. Then I am inclined to say, this is simply what I do. There is nothing else to do at this point but to appeal to the game. He writes, If he now said, for example, oh, I know what pain means. What I don't know is whether this that I have now is pain. We should merely shake our heads and be forced to regard his words as a queer reaction, which we have no idea what to do with. If someone doubted whether the earth had, had existed a hundred years ago, I should not understand. For this reason, I would not know what such a person would still allow to be counted as evidence and what not. He writes, the idealist question would be something like, what right have I not to doubt the existence of my hands? But someone who asks such a question is overlooking the fact that a doubt about existence only works in a language game. Doubts only have life in a language game, and so to doubt the bedrock of a language game is nonsensical. You are removing the air that gives the doubt life. He writes, If a blind man were to ask me, have you got two hands? I should not make sure by looking. If I were to have any doubt of it, then I don't know why I should trust my eyes. He writes, But what could make me doubt whether this person here is NN, whom I whom I have known for years. Here a doubt would seem to drag everything with it and plunge it into chaos. He goes on, That is to say, the questions that we raise in our doubts depend on the fact that some propositions are exempt from doubt, are, as it were, like hinges on which those turn. He writes, I have arrived at the the rock bottom of my convictions, and one might almost say that these foundation walls are carried by the whole house. To summarize these quotes, there are propositions exempt from doubt that are upheld by the language game. We do not defend these truths with other truths, but instead appeal to the language game for their support. Let's illustrate this with with, uh, an axiom similar to the axioms that we use in Van Til's apologetic. The Bible teaches that God created the world. So let's look at this proposition. Now notice that we're not assuming, sorry, notice that we are not assuming within the argument that God created the world. That would, after all, be formally circular. But instead are appealing to what the Bible plainly teaches. We assume that the Bible teaches that God created the world. Is it meaningful to deny this axiom? No, it is nonsense to deny it. If the Bible does not teach that God created the world, then the entire Bible is meaningless. And if the entire Bible is meaningless, then all of language is meaningless, including the doubting of this axiom. Language cannot function if we are not allowed to affirm that the Bible plainly teaches that God created the world. 
The unbeliever is required to accept this assumption if he wishes to continue reasoning. I have to stop there, but for more on this point, I go in much greater depth in my upcoming series titled Van Til's Apologetic. But before we end our time with Wittgenstein, we need to address the postmodernist objection. Was Wittgenstein a postmodernist, holding truth to be relative to the individual? Clearly not. We could easily demonstrate that from what has been taught in this series. But there are two quotes that directly deny the spirit of postmodernism. He writes, So you are saying that human agreement decides what is true and what is false? It is what human beings say that is true and false, and they agree in the language they use. He writes, As long as we remain in the province of true-false games, a change of grammar can only lead us from one game to another, and never from something true to something false. And all God's people said, Amen. All right, that's it for today. For more content like this, you can find us on Twitter at underscore language games. See you next time.